Hi, Michlala. Um, It's Ayala Arnoff here. I am so excited to be doing the Modcast podcast this week. Um, I hope everyone had a great week. I miss you all so, so much. I hope everyone's excited for Hanukkah. That's Mirat Hashem coming up so soon. Um, and I'm so excited to discuss this week's topic, which is um, Tehillim Perik Yadalad. So in this parak, um, David discusses the destruction of the first Bisa Mikdash at the hands of Nebuchadnezzar. Um, and he discusses the pain and suffering that all the various nations did to Israel and the evil that they did to them. And at the end, which I really want to focus on, is the returning to Israel and the salvation that um, B'nai Shalom will Amir Sashem get um, when Mashiach comes Amir Sashem. So I want to focus on one specific story that I recently heard um, from Reveal Gold. I don't know if any of you guys have heard of Reveal Gold, but um, I know a bunch of girls in my Chabura have because I'm really, really obsessed with his videos. I think they really um, are so touching and moving. So he discusses um, a story about Mr. Zilber, who him and his wife were invited to a wedding in LA. They were super excited. Like, now's our time to get away. They were so excited. He'd been working like crazy, super busy. So finally, perfectly, they're on their way. They land in LA and they pick up their rental car um, and they are headed down Pico Boulevard. Shout out to all the LA girls. I'm sure you guys know where that is. Um, and all of a sudden, their car starts to shake. This is, Mind you, this is at 11.30 at night. Like, kind of like scary. Like, what are you going to do? Um, he gets out and he notices, oh my gosh. I have a flat tire. He's checking out his tire. He doesn't know what to do. And all of a sudden, a man comes up to him and he says, Hi, I'd love to help you with your tire. It's a from guy. It's right outside of shul, actually. Bar Hashem, he was, he was in a safe area. And the guy helps him with his tire. Um, and now it's really late. It's 12, 1230. Um, and Mr. Zilber takes out some money. And he's like, here, thank you so, so much for helping me. Um, and the man goes, no, 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 no. Like, I'm not taking your money. Like, this really just... Please, this is my pleasure. So Mr. Zilber takes out his business card and he says, please, if you need anything, anytime you're in New York, anytime you need anything, please, please call me. So the guy um, that helped him looked at him and he goes, honestly, I have one request. I've been married for 10 years and I have not yet had a child. So Mr. Zilber said, okay. And he's like, what can I do for you? So the man says, I want you to give me a bracha that Amir Hashem, I will have a child soon. So Mr. Zilber closes his eyes, puts his hands on the man's head, and he says, Amir Hashem, like with all of your, with all of his heart, with all of his soul, Amir Hashem, you will have a child. Um, that was the end of that. Mr. Zilber and his wife went to the wedding that they were supposed to go to. It was amazing. They got home. Ten months later, Mr. Zilber is sitting at his kitchen table reading a magazine, and his phone starts ringing, and it's like a random number. And he's very confused, like, I'm a little, com- like, who's calling me? Like, there's this random number. And lo and behold, he answers it and he says, hello? And the man on the other side of the phone says, hi, Mr. Zilber, I helped you with your car on Pico Boulevard 10 months ago. Um, and I just wanted to call and let you know that my wife had a baby boy this morning. And Mr. Zilber, obviously emotional and shocked, was like, oh my gosh, like this is so crazy. Really, like Hashem works in the craziest of ways and like he just couldn't believe it. 
So I know what you're all probably thinking, like, what in the world does this have to do with the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash and um, the time period that we're in? So it's actually funny. Um, as I was preparing this little modcast, I would say, I was thinking about first of all the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash's connection to Hanukkah, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is perfect timing. Like obviously Hashem gave this to me as like a matana, like wow, like here we are two weeks away from from Hanukkah, um, where it's basically all about the Beis Hamikdash and the the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash and like and all the bad things that have happened to the Jews and how the Yuvanim basically had to fight um to find oil and everything like that. And how basically here we are and we're discussing the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash and what are the two common themes in the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, which is Sinaschinam. I think it's really important to remember and to think about that even the simplest of tasks, whether it's helping someone with their car and their flat tire, or whether it's, I don't know, saying good morning to your teacher, saying hello to your friend, holding the door for somebody, I think is so important um, in order to not only like bash down that sinaschinam, but kind of like set a precedent that like, we're doing what's good and what's right, and we don't we don't need to we don't need to fall into the traps of like the secular world, with all the negativity and the hatred and stuff like that. Um, and then David continues on with his Tehillim, and at the end, he actually talks about like coming back to Eretz Yisrael and 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 having everything rebuilt again in the Gula Shlema. And I want to, I guess, focus on one other story that I recently heard, again, from Reveal Gold, because I think his his story about, his stories about Eretz Yisrael are so important. But he basically recently posted, I think it was about last week, um, so if you all want to watch it, it's like really recent. There was um, a factory owner, and his factory was actually, I think, in Canada, and he um he was very wealthy like bar hashem his parents came from the war and they had started this big factory which produced i think it was like cotton or something like that and um he had many many workers and stuff like that and basically what happened was is that on his 80th birthday he was having a birthday party with his family his friends like everyone was there to celebrate him and someone comes over to him and he's, they go, oh my gosh, the factory is burning down. And the factory was mamish engulfed in flames. And basically his entire livelihood, his entire parnasa, everything was gone. Um, but Bar Hashem, he had insurance on the factory. And he had two options in front of him. One was to take the insurance money, which was, I guess, about probably $3 million and retire with it. See, I'm new. That's it. And the other opportunity was to take it and rebuild the factory and give back all the factory workers their jobs. And he, people always asked him like, oh, what are you going to do? This, that. And he was like, it's not even a decision. Like I'm a hundred percent going to rebuild this factory. And he 
um, basically rebuilds a factory. He makes sure that all of his factory workers are paid. They get their bonuses. This is right before the holiday season. Like it was a really, really big deal. These people um, really didn't know where their next paycheck was going to come from. And he was like, he had a he had a press conference. He sat everyone down and he said, "Don't worry, I'm using this money and I will rebuild the factory and." everybody will get paid no one will miss a paycheck no nothing everything will be fine um and as the factory got rebuilt he would still pay the workers and everything and then about a year and a half two years later bar hashem the factory was finished and um and everyone got back to work um when the factory when everyone was back to work actually he noticed and like the front office, I guess, at the factory noticed that productivity at the factory had actually increased because people felt so grateful for like the immense chesed that this man did, that he rebuilt the factory. He didn't have to do this. He could have just taken the money and moved away with it and done anything with it. But instead, he decided that he was going to keep the factory how it was. Um, And then... I thought that's where the story ended. And then Reveal Gold then asks him one last question. And he says, okay, so now that your factory went bankrupt, how do you feel with your decision? And I was shocked. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like he really, he did such a big chesed and like, it seems like it was all for nothing. Like that was so terrible. So the man says, honestly, it was the greatest decision I could have ever made. Because he built, he re- he rebuilt that factory, and for a couple of years, obviously, it worked out, and it was amazing. Bar Hashem, like everything was amazing. But then, obviously, the factory went under, and it went bankrupt. But he was like, honestly, it was all Hashem's plan, because once the factory went bankrupt, he was like, I don't have anything left in America. I don't have anything left here, like. This is Hashem's way of telling me, like, it's time to move to Eretz Israel and it's time um, to bring my family there and everything like that. And that was just like a shock that, like, he took this horrible, horrible thing, like a destruction of a of a factory, or in our case, the destruction of the base of Migdash, and he basically decided to turn it into something Latova. And I think that's such an important lesson. And I think that's really what David Amelcha is trying to say here. That even though there's a crazy destruction and even though things may seem like they're really um, not going well, take that and turn it into a tova. Turn it into, I'm coming, Eric Tisrael. I'm coming to bask in the Shechina. Um, and I think that's what we do on Hanukkah is... We the destruction was so horrible, all the oil was gone, and we couldn't find any oil. And then one little glimmer of hope allowed us to then come and rebuild. Um, and I think that's really important just for hoping for the Gaula, but also just in our regular lives. Whether it be that I'm really beat down about doing bad on a test. I know, it's coming to the end of, I guess college semester so I would assume you guys are also having a bunch of tests and you do badly on a test and you're like I'm so defeated I'm so frustrated I'm so this I'm so that but what if you take it and you say to yourself you know what this is my opportunity this is my opportunity to prove to myself this is my opportunity to prove to my teacher and everything 
push yourself, push yourself beyond your comfortable limits. And I think that's so important. Um, and in terms of also, this is also in terms of friends. Let's say, I don't know, a girl isn't so nice to you. Um, and instead of putting her down or speaking Lush and Hara, you decide, you know what? I'm going to purposely, purposefully be kind. I'm going to kill him with kindness. I'm going to, I'm going to remember how I felt and ensure that I won't treat anyone else like that. And I think that's really, really important. Um, and I think that's the whole premise of what David Amalch is trying to say here is that we can rebuild from the depths of despair. Um, and we have to do that with our Kaddish Baruch Hu, And we really have to rely on our Kaddish Baruch Hu and rely on your emuna and him and everything like that. Um, so yeah, I hope everyone has an amazing, amazing Shabbos. And if anyone has any questions about any of the stories, you want any links or anything like that, please, please, please text me. Trust me, you probably won't stop getting texts from me, like links of all these videos of Hashkifa videos from Reveal Gold because um, I really think he just puts exactly how we're feeling into videos and into stories. Um, yeah, and have an amazing, amazing Shabbos. Hope to see you all in Meretz Hashem in, I think it's about three weeks, at the Mechlelet reunion. Woo! Um, yeah, good job,